1: Welcome, welcome, welcome back finally to Bleeding Blue. After roughly 9 p.m. on Thursday night, the Giants will have most likely made a franchise altering decision. There's many options for the Giants at number 4 which can also lead to a lot of questions. So, let's talk about them one more time before the draft. So, without further ado, let's bleed blue. I'm back. This is your usually co-host, uh, David Powis. It's David double underscore Powis. Got to do my little plug for myself there. Thanks. Um, And I am joined by not Justin Penick. Um, we are justin lists So if there's anybody listening to this who just absolutely loves Justin, which I can't imagine why you would be that person. But <laughs> if you just love Justin Penick so much more than his co-host, David Powis, you can click off now. You won't offend me. Because I won't know you did that, so uh, I am not joined with Ju- by Justin. I am actually joined by um, often guest of Bleeding Blue, Nikki Snacks. How are you doing, Snacks?
0: I'm doing well, David. I'm doing well. It is a a little different dynamic without Justin, but you know, I think um, me and you have tailgated numerous times and, and guzzled countless beers together. So I think this is true. I think our our fandom aligns, right? And that is no knock at Justin because he's he's doing God's work, doing doing his thing and and killing it, but I'm very excited to to bring a little bit a little bit different of a dynamic to this show and I think we are we're the match to do it. So so let's roll, baby.
1: Yeah, so obviously first, I just do want to address the fact that Bleeding Blue has not put out an episode in Oof! I think snacks. I think you were on our last episode, actually, um, which happened a long time ago. It was kind of we were we were kind of addressing the future of Bleeding Blue. So this is part of the future of oh, Bleeding that's Blue, right? That's um, right. And
0: we did bring this up that this this is a that this no, is a, a this was a possibility. Was so a possibility. if anybody was there afraid about are.
1: that, well, your nightmare <laughs> came true. <I> <laughs> You're not, you your night
0: your nightmare came true and. You don't make the decisions, we do. We do, and I'm sorry to tell you guys that. So if you really hate us both, just let us know, and we will continue to produce episodes. That you hate. (laughs) Well, I really can't think of a better
1: time and a better time in the NFL calendar for us to get back on track with Bleeding Blue. We are recording this. I'm going to date myself. Justin hates when I date myself. I'm going to date myself. We are recording this uh, the night before the draft, before day one. Uh, It's Wednesday night. We actually just got off a lengthy, lengthy live stream that we did between yes. uh, me, Snacks, uh, Justin was on it, and Mike McKittrick, uh, who consistently beats the, uh, beats the bookie. He's good at that. He's very, very good at that. He'll tell you how much money he won if you listen to the live stream, maybe like an hour and a half into it. It was a lengthy live stream. We did a seven-round mock for the Giants, uh, and then we also followed it up by doing a uh, a first round mock draft uh, for the entire NFL. We alternated picks. Um, I had the pleasure of taking the number four pick. So if you watched that, you already know who I want and who I think they're going to take. And you also will probably know that snacks agrees with me, but this is a crazy time. This is a very, very important draft for this giants team. And every draft is important, but this team has a lot of holes and this is a rare draft where a lot of holes can be filled with a lot of quality players. The depth at certain positions make this make the first, second, even third round really, really attractive for this team. Um, so, Snacks, what are your thoughts just on the on the depth of this draft class, of the the ability that this draft class has to fill so many needs
0: for a very needy team? Yes, and um, I will preface by saying. I don't really sugarcoat many things. So, we are both aware that this Giants football team has more holes in a graveyard and um, I don't think there's there has been a better draft of recent memory depth-wise than this one. And I I you know, I'll probably speak for both of us. I ain't the biggest film junkie in the world, okay? I'm not not going to sit there and and digest every single prospect there is, but there's a lot of outlets that do that and giving me the opportunity to read and to watch a ton, ton, ton of prospects. So I think the holes that we have on this team, which again are graveyard-like and are very glaring, we we can fill them. This draft class is loaded with depth and I will preface by saying I would probably say it again later on the episode and I'm just going to say it right beforehand. The fact that we don't pick from 36 to 99 is truly killer for that simple fact that there is just so much depth here. And there was a lot of holes that we probably could have filled. But overall, I am—I couldn't be more excited. I do think that, um, I guess I'll steal this line from Justin too, before you do, the New York Giants will be a better football team after the draft, after tomorrow night. So I'm excited. Depth wise, it's it's big.
1: Yeah, and and you know, as anybody who has listened to anything that Snacks uh Snacks and I have done together, um, or if you've listened to me, listen to Snacks separately, you know we have stark, starkly different opinions starkly. of Dave Gettleman. And even with my support of Dave Gettleman, I have to agree with you, Snacks. I think what really hurts is you know it's easy last year to give up that th- it's easier to give up that third round pick before you know the names that you could get at that pick right if that makes any sense it's 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 easier to just kind of feel like eh, it's just a number it's a it's a it's a spot you don't even know what it's going to equate to it feels less important uh but now that you you can really pinpoint the guys that will be available at that spot that you would have had
0: you start salivating um,
1: and you think about all the all the different uh, you know again positions you can fill and how again how deep this draft class is, and to be able to have not only three shots at top one hundred guys you get four shots at them and that's huge that that's the difference between a starter and someone who rides the bench that's the difference between a team being good uh, you know a team being good defensively on third down and not being able to get being able to get off the field. So I do have to agree with you before we even get into the draft specifically it really does hurt that this team has lost that draft pick that being said I am I I am in support of Leonard Williams I think you know I think he adds a lot of value to the team but not having that pick really really does hurt so snacks I feel you on that I feel ev- I feel I understand every Dave Gettleman hater I get why you can give him crap and I and I understand why he can be so problematic and why he can make you scratch your head that being said based on you know based on the last two years I am very excited to see what Dave Gettleman does with this draft so yeah
0: yeah that that's that's a key part of it all because I like Leonard Williams I don't hate him I don't I hate the fact that we had to trade pick 68 for him I I, that's just the most ridiculous thing for an impending free agent that we wound up franchise tagging for 16 million dollars a year I I can't fathom anything more ridiculous than that as an NFL general manager. It's like the incompetence level is through the roof but Gettleman I will give him this credit and yes we are literally on two different ends of the of the Dave Gettleman spectrum. I hate him. You, I wouldn't say you love him but you don't think he's as much of a problem as I think he is. What I give him credit for is he's got to be an, a fantastic s- scout. He got Ryan Connolly, what, fourth, fifth round? Darius Slayton, fifth round. He's found yeah. gems later on. And after 99, we have a plethora of picks, granted, four in the seventh round. But I have a feeling that he might move up from those later rounds to get to accumulate more, you know, fourth, fifth round picks. Where I'm actually confident if he picks somebody there, that they might wind up being a contributor to this team. So the fact that he ripped his best part about him in being the draft process with 68 overall, it kills, but there's still going to be loaded talent. And, um, especially with the emphasis on round one this year, there's too many ways that we can win. So.
1: Right. Yeah. My, my, um, my entire support of Dave Gettleman has to do with his ability to draft. And and so Dave Gettleman's got to prove me right over the next, uh, the next three days. So, Let's use that as a segue to actually get into the draft. So, you know, as I'm sure everybody knows at this point, the New York Giants select number four, one and two. Numbers one and two, I think, are pretty much a done deal. There, you know, there's there's the pipe dream that that the Redskins really mess this up as they're known to do, and they go, you know, they don't go Chase Young at two, obviously. So for anybody who, who for anybody who has this dream that Chase Young's going to fall, and those those people exist. I I really really just don't I don't think so there's nothing really linking the redskins to trying to trade out of number no. 2 um or or you know taking a quarterback that high that would it I mean crazier things have happened I just don't see it we're going to we're going to try to operate on the most likely scenario here so 3 is where it gets a little more interesting although I just you know you'll you'll see in the mock that we did if you want to take a look at it um who had number 3 it was Justin had number 3 with for the lions yes. and he went. Um, he went. Isaiah Simmons. He he kind of flipped it upside down a little bit. Now Isaiah Simmons to the Lions makes sense in its own right, but Jeff Okuda makes more sense to the Lions.
0: Would you agree with that? Uh, I mean, after trading Gary Slay, absolutely. I don't, yeah,
1: I don't. I don't really see what else you do there.
0: Right, and I'm with you. I know how high you are on Okuda. You were debating him at the four spot when he dropped in our in our mock draft before. So it's like if we didn't sign Bradbury and Okuda fell. I exactly. I may have run to the table to draft Okuda, right? And and
1: who knows, you know, Gettleman might be kicking himself if if Okuda falls, he might be kicking himself for for giving money to Bradbury. He might he might regret that decision. He would have rather spend that money elsewhere. You never know.
0: Absolutely. And I, I listen. I actually I'm I like the Bradbury signing. I think that that's a good value signing. I don't think we overpaid too much. I think he comes in as the number one cornerback, but I actually I'm also a believer in, in DeAndre Baker. I think a lot of the problems last year with with these rookies and these second year guys was coaching. I think yeah. the coaching was absolutely pathetic and abysmal. So I'm I'm hoping that a new coaching staff, a smarter coaching staff, more forward thinking coaching staff can bring out the best in these guys. But um, Okuda, I can't. I I don't even want to talk too much about him because. It's not happening, and yeah. it 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 would have been nice. It would have been nice.
1: Yeah, it would it would certainly give them another thing to think about at number four. So let's address the the most simplistic conversation t- to start with. So I think that 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 first conversation at four is assuming those top three are Burrow, Chase Young, and Jeff Okuda. I think the obvious disconnect in, in Giants in, in Giants land is. Isaiah Simmons or one of the offensive tackles now if you're part of the offensive tackle group you have an additional question to ask yourself and that's which one so we'll get into that next snacks I want your thoughts on uh, Isaiah Simmons first obviously the guy is tremendously talented and can impact a team from day one I know your thought your your opinion on the debate but where do you where do you stand on on
0: specifically on Isaiah Simmons first I love him I absolutely love him I tweeted out. I think it was uh, it was Clemson versus Ohio State. And it was right after he picked off Justin Fields in the college football playoff. And I tweeted out, the Giants may have lost out on Chase Young, but Isaiah Simmons will be a very beautiful consolation prize. And back in December, that's where my mind was at. I was all in Isaiah Simmons. This guy is literally, he's a thoroughbred. Where do you play him? What does he do? He can do everything. I've seen the likes of Derwin James being compared about him and Derwin James is all world. And Isaiah Simmons yeah. is 20 times the athlete Derwin James is yeah. like he, he can be played everywhere. And I know you and Justin talked about this like last off season and whatnot, that the lack of defense, a playmaker on the giants is quite alarming. Like their, their defense is awful. It's and they gone. didn't.
1: And they didn't address. They didn't address a playmaker in free no. agency. That was kind of what we were hoping for. At least that's what I was hoping for. I kind of thought maybe you know, you do throw the bag at Jadavian Clowney, or you do try to go um, all in for uh, not that Byron Jones would even be a playmaker, but you know, you try to get one of those upper echelon guys. They didn't do that. No. So they didn't even address that. That play. That the, defensive playmaker, which is why I think the people who are in Isaiah Simmons camp for the Giants at four, they have a legitimate, there is a legitimate argument to make. And and to your point, you know, they just they're missing that guy who can make plays. I mean, when you look at what's so good about why do we like Jabril Peppers so much? Jabril Peppers is just a football player. You could you knew that when you knew that coming in, you knew that when he was at Michigan, he was just a football player. Yep. Isaiah Simmons is just a better football player.
0: He's – I think he's far and away a better football player. Yeah. And that's why I don't get mad. I I will not get mad at anybody who says that they want Isaiah Simmons on this football team. Shit. David, what did I say? A win-win-win. There's a win-win-win scenario for us. And if we take Isaiah Simmons at four, you are not getting one single complaint out of me. That means we're we're addressing by far one of the worst units in football, and that is our defense. And we're making them instantly better, so I will never complain about drafting an Isaiah Simmons right there.
1: Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. I've I've said that to a bunch of people who who I've who I have talked to. Spoiler alert: I am on the offensive tackle uh, bandwagon. If they take Isaiah Simmons at four, I'm walking out of the draft realizing my defense just got tremendously better. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know you also have to imagine they're not. As we'll get into this defensive draft is so 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 deep. Stacked. That they won't be done with just Isaiah Simmons. They're going to get somebody else, whether it's day two or day three. So Isaiah Simmons will make this team better instantly.
0: Instantly. You go right there. I don't
1: think anybody can disagree with that.
0: No, nobody can. And I know, like, me and you, we're both in the same boat. Offense tackle. That's what we want. Justin has been hammering home offense tackle. Literally hammering home offense tackle for months. And I think that is the way we will wind up going. We'll, We'll get into that. But you think about taking a defense that is probably the most pathetic in in the NFL, you know, close to it, and and adding a guy like that, it, it's just like we keep saying, it's instant, instantly better. And he does everything. He rushes the passer. How about this? Let's put it this way: How many Giants games have you gone to where the tight end for the opposing team has a hundred yards receiving and, a, and yeah. a touchdown or two? A lot. Isaiah Simmons stops that. <laughs> like he he's he's going to be covering these tight ends. That's that's why it's so it's so appealing to have him on our defense for the first time ever, not ever, but in the first time in a long time have a playmaker like that. No, he's not the edge guy Strahan was or Tuck was or Osi was, but he is that guy in the middle of the field that's roaming everywhere. You have to game plan around an Isaiah Simmons, and that right. to me is absolutely intriguing.
1: And some people want to, want to say that the the fact that he doesn't have, you know, he's, he's a positionless player, the NFL doesn't really translate to positionless football. And I get that. I don't know. There's a, there's a difference to me when you're dealing with an athlete like Simmons. You know, some people like to say about these kinds of guys, and I think it was said about Jabril Peppers coming out. He, he's kind of the first guy that pops in my mind as a someone who's on the Giants, someone that's even remotely comparable to the skill set that Simmons brings. People like to say that, just because a guy is, you know, the fastest guy on the field in college, he is nowhere near going to be the fastest guy on the field in the NFL. I think Isaiah Simmons breaks that mold. I don't think, I mean, you watch what he did at the combine, just watch the way he plays. He's instinctive. There's a difference between just quickness and, and being an instinctive football player. The guy knows where the ball is going to be. He knows how to get there. He knows how to, how to avoid guys on his way there. And he knows how to handle his business when he gets there. So again, this guy day one will be the best player on the defense.
0: Yes, easily. They won. And it's not even—it's not even a conversation.
1: And at number four, if you're going with a defensive player, you ideally want a guy who's going to walk in and be your best player on the defense. Mm-hmm. And, and and I, so this whole this whole last ten minutes has been basically to say to the Isaiah Simmons camp, we get we're it, we're with
0: you, we're we 100% with you, one hundred percent
1: get it, and <laughs> I will not be mad if they walk out with him. No. That being said, we are both in the offensive tackle camp. Yes. Um we and we actually both both agree on that offensive tackle being Jedrick Wills. Now first we will talk about why tackle over Simmons and then we'll get into specifically why why that tackle. Last year we came into the year saying that the whole year basically was about Daniel Jones. It was about the progression of Daniel Jones. We knew we were not going to be a 10 win football team. It was, we, you know, I think I might be on record somewhere saying they could hit 10 wins. I, I you know, I have some bad takes now. And again, it
0: <laughs> but we're, we're all, we're all in the same boat. Listen, I, I'm the same way as you until mathematically eliminated. We're going to make the playoffs. Absolutely. I don't absolutely. care if I'm the quarterback, we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to find <laughs> a way
1: <laughs> we've done it before. So,
0: <laughs> so this year,
1: it's still the same. It's the same thing. It's still about Daniel Jones. It's still about this offense. I mean, you look at the weapons that this offense has, and this has been the case for years now. You have, we'll ignore Jones for now. So you've got, in, for my money, the second best running back in the NFL, just based on what he's done, mm-hmm. best being Christian McCaffrey. You have Sterling Shepard, who I, I really do think is a stud. You have um, Golden Tate, who I, who I think gets a lot of hate, but... I think if healthy is a very productive receiver for this team, you have Evan Ingram who if again, if healthy can be could be a top five tight end in the NFL he has every he has the skill set to
0: do yep, that big if, big if but you're 100 percent right yeah,
1: absolutely. The problem is the offensive line, and that's been the problem for years now and finally, at four, you have a chance to get a guy. To anchor that unit, you have Will Hernandez, and you have to like what you see from him. He regressed a little bit last year, but he was also next to the revolving door Nate Solder, so that that's going to hurt your own performance if you if you can't trust where you're the guy next to you is going to be, and you can't trust he's going to do his job.
0: You're out on you're, an island.
1: You're exactly you're by yourself out there. Center was a disaster last year. You have. Kevin Zeitler, who, you know, was definitely playing injured last year, but was probably our best lineman last year.
0: Yes, I would, I would agree you have with a, that.
1: You have a chance to get, again, a guy who walks in and could very well be from day one, at least your second best offensive lineman, if not your first best, You're your, your best offensive lineman. At worst. At worst. And and, and, and I think when you're, when you're picking at number four, you need to be talking about, and this is what Dave Edelman has said this, when you pick a guy at four, you need to ask yourself do I see this guy in a gold jacket? And I'm not going that far. But what I will say is you need to ask yourself is this guy going to be the best guy on my unit? And I think Jedrick as, Wills specifically will be.
0: And that's where I exactly I was going. And I couldn't couldn't agree more as presently constructed this offensive line if you add a Jedrick Wills, he's the best player on that offensive line. In my opinion. I, I, yeah. I ar- argue Zeitler, he's a veteran, he's an all-pro. That's fine. But to me, and Hernandez, like you said, he regressed, but I, he also had the worst, like you said, a turnstile at, at left tackle and Nate Solder, no consistency at center. He had the worst offensive line coach in football. Hal Hunter has he even got called for a job? I'm pretty sure he's a real estate agent in upstate yeah, New York. I like I, so. I have no and idea. And the where market's that guy is. bad, so he's yeah, not doing mo- that well. No, he's done. He's done. I think, like we said before, coaching is going to make a major, major difference. So if we're bringing in a left tackle, and let's just bring it up right now, we're both on the Wills train. The Jedrick Wills Jr. from Alabama were on his train. I think he is the guy, perfect fit for this team. They have the judge sabin connection. So Judge has probably got a little bit more information because Saban's probably had his ear. And especially in a time where we're in where they didn't get to meet face-to-face, I think that's going to play a major role. I'm not so... Inclined with with the other four, I think Andrew Thomas is the only other guy I'd be like thrilled about. You know what I mean? I think it's mm-hmm. Wills and Thomas that I'd be thrilled about. Werf's I'd be happy with. Beckton, I would I would have a major question mark on Beckton. Beckton would he, be Beckton would be the scariest pick. Yeah, he screamed, like maybe it's my PTSD about flowers, but he screams flowers to me. Screams. Yeah, me. really, really big. Not nearly as highly touted as some of the guys in the draft. competition. It's yeah. just not. It's something like. Listen, physical specimen, destroyed the combine, all of this, but you're not getting Eric Flowers out of my head when I hear Mikhail. (laughs) You're not.
1: I I completely understand that. I I feel that.
0: You need to ask
1: yourself, I I understand why people are against going tackle because tackles, you know, they – Offensive linemen in the draft have a have a relatively high, you know, you feel like they have a relatively high bust potential because, yeah, it's really hard to find a guy. You know, you you don't find a household name
0: um, on no, the offensive and it's, line. And it's they're such, and it's they're such few and far between, and it's such an unsexy pick. There was this, there right. was a, there was a graphic on Twitter I saw. I, I should have brought it up beforehand, but over like the last six years, the the last like eight tackles drafted in the top five. Like six of them have been bust. Lane Johnson being the one standout I could think off the of, top of my head that's been a stud. So, yeah. I, I, and like when, when Isaiah Simmons truthers bring that up, I get it. Again, I get it. 100%. But Gettleman, in his two years as general manager, invested wrongly in a running back at two in 2018 and Oof. drafted. Listen, you had to. You, we, you just had to do that. Of course I did. What do you think? I was going to go the whole episode without saying that? And then I the knew next you year, were. I just yeah. come on. You you knew it was coming. You just didn't know. Yeah, when. I know. I so know. there you I go. Know. There I you know. go. You have it. The next year, he follows up by drafting what we hope to be, and in my opinion, saw enough to be our next franchise quarterback. So why would we want to not protect them as best as humanly possible? We saw yeah. how many times that edge rushers beat Nate Solder off the left side and stripped Daniel Jones. Half of his fumbles came from Nate Solder getting destroyed on the offensive line. We can't deal with that anymore. We haven't had a competent offensive line since we won the Super Bowl against the Patriots in 2007.
1: Anybody who is willing to prove themselves wrong, and those people can be hard to find, but they're out there. Anybody who's who's willing to prove yourself wrong, just go back, watch a couple of the games from last year, not even the whole game. Just look up, find the plays where Daniel Jones fumbled. And you will see... So, so many just piss-poor efforts by Nate Soldier to protect his blind side. And think about what that does to your defense. This was my point the whole, the whole season last year. I defended the defense more than a lot of people. And oh, I, I get it, did. they were bad. They were bad. But think about some of the impossible positions that they were put in. Think about how little the offense could do. Drive in, drive out, drive in, drive out. Because... Really, one guy just could not hold his own against basically anybody that, that the opposing team put out in front of him. Um, and now imagine Daniel Jones, who I think the majority of Giants fans agree, there is there is a camp that believes that he's not, but I think the majority of Giants fans agree that he showed enough in his rookie year to make you very excited for his growth and for for what he can do for this team moving forward especially with he, some solid pieces around him
0: absolutely i think
1: he showed more than enough
0: yeah i, I get i, do, I, get I the, agree
1: but there are people who don't who don't think so
0: no of course the not. fumble That's scare them and and, I, get and I i i get it i get it but you're talking about the number six overall pick last year that was eviscerated by everybody fans alike all of us bobby shout out bobby who he was the one that said good pick <laughs> god bless his heart And the fumbles are definitely alarming, but when you look at you look at a Peyton Manning who threw fifty-five thousand interceptions his rookie year, half of Daniel Jones' fumbles, like you said, go back and look, come off piss poor offensive line play. So what your biggest investment in literally 15 years since Eli is Daniel Jones. Why wouldn't you want to give him every single ounce of help that he could get? There's a reason there's a reason Shepard and Tate and all these receivers had awful separation stats. If they had, if Daniel Jones has just a little bit more time, they can separate. These guys are good wide receivers. Going back to what you said earlier, I think Sterling Shepard's a stud too. He's one of my favorite giants. I think he's got the heart of a lion. When he's healthy, he goes out, he performs every single time. He makes big catch after big catch. Give Daniel a little bit more time to get these guys the ball, let them get open and let them do what they do in open space, especially a golden Tate. So I, I just, I think it's a home run. I think it's a slam dunk. I don't think, they have to do it. They have to build this offensive line.
1: They need to build the foundation. it's It's very simple. You've got some really, really good pieces. And, and the defense the defense has more holes than the offense, which is why, again, it's so difficult to pass up on a guy who can do a lot of different things for you. You can he can plug a lot of those holes for you. You feel a lot more confident with Isaiah Simmons roaming around your defense. absolutely. Um, but again, it's about Daniel Jones, it's about progressing this offense. It's it's about the offensive line that it has been for a long time and you see that Dave Gettleman clearly understands that. You know, invested invested a relatively high pick in Will Hernandez 2 years ago. He did. Invested yeah. in a running game, whether you agree with it or not, invested in a running game. The running game's only going to work if you invest in your offensive line. Yeah. So just because you don't like it doesn't mean That it doesn't make sense doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense for what Dave Gettleman and what the Giants
0: have been trying to build for the last two years. So, good, good. No, no. No, no, you're good. You're good. Well, I'm saying, like, like again, I disagree with the Saquon pick, but you're right. That's the way he wanted to build this team. So, if you're going to build this team like that, then you have to go all in and use a top end pick on a complete stud offensive tackle. Why wouldn't you? It's almost right. contradicting if you don't. If you want your two biggest investments as Giants general manager to have any semblance of success, you need to build in front of them. So this right. is the perfect opportunity to do just that. Right. So
1: we've obviously spoiled it for everybody already, and for we ourselves, do. we, we do. both are doing are <laughs> going with Jedrick Wills. Now, obviously, there's there's a bunch of other guys. There's you know you got Tristan Wirfs, you've got Andrew Thomas, and you alluded to all these guys uh, snacks earlier. You got Tristan Wirfs, Andrew Thomas, and uh, Mackay Becton. I think we both agree Makai Becton scares us the most for reasons we've already stated. Uh, Tristan Wirfs is probably that guy that I I think is most likely in addition to uh, Jedrick Wills, but I would prefer Andrew Thomas. And I think we've we've talked about those things. Um, Tristan Wirfs scares me uh, a because he's just he's not. He doesn't have the size I think you'd look for in a tackle. Not the same kind of size that these other guys have. A lot's been made of his, you know, poor footwork. Just ask Justin. He loves talking about Tristan Burr's footwork. Um, I think he's probably your most Eric Flowersy kind of guy. Yeah, which is terrifying to Giants fans. Terrifying. So, I don't
0: even want to hear that name. I know I said it before, <laughs> but please, like, stop. Yeah. Well.
1: Enough. I don't know. He had a he had a nice year with the Redskins
0: last year. Shut the fuck up, please. He did. He did. I'm not Played saying he didn't. I'm not saying he I'm not saying he didn't. I just can't fathom it. I don't want to hear yeah. his name. I don't want to think about his face. His face is hard to think about. I will give you that. I don't want to think about his name and the dumb fucking way he spells it. That's true also. Excuse my language, but God, God. Eric Flowers. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
1: Now that, uh, now that you're kind of, now that you're doing these, we're going to need to like put a, uh, we might need to record a, um, a sensor, like an, an NSFW yeah. intro. I know. I feel really bad. I'm sorry. It's okay. I've, I've learned to, I've learned to get past it.
0: Yeah. I know you have. You're, you're a good soul. I, uh, I get heated very, very quickly. It I understand. Literally, I understand. it takes like maybe one syllable to get me heated. So when I hear, yeah, Eric, all you,
1: all you need is like the air of Eric or air. Yeah. No, and you're you're done. And then I snapped. So we've obviously now talked about Simmons versus offensive tackle. Which offensive tackle? Now I can I can hear it now, snacks. I can hear people yelling into their microphone, to their radio, into their into their you know whatever they're listening. You know if they got like the microphone on like their head on their headphones or the listening to in the radio, I hear people yelling. But they'll just trade back. Why aren't you talking about trading back? But trade back. But but Dave Gettleman's an idiot if he takes a tackle at four and doesn't trade back. It's about value. It's about accumulating draft picks. Come on, guys. You guys are stupid. Well, I want to talk first about the, the trade, that trading, if that's okay, Snacks. Please. I've been saying this for weeks now. The Giants do not have a trade scenario. There is, to my, to, from what I can tell, they're out. They they're, they have they hold no leverage when it comes to a trade. They don't have a good pick for a trade, especially considering the fact that for you know you, these news headlines seem to change every day. But from all accounts, I don't even think Miami and LA, who who hold five and six respectively, I don't even think they're after the same guy. The only way the Giants have a chance, and, and this is you can. Tell me if you think I'm wrong, but the only way that the Giants have a chance at getting a trade partner and remaining in the top 10 is if the Lions stay at three, take Jeff Okuda or take Isaiah Simmons, and if the Chargers and the Dolphins are into the same quarterback and they're trying to hop each other to get to the Giants pick to take them. That's the only way.
0: That is.
1: I know. But Um. people don't seem to be talking about if the Chargers want Herbert. And the Dolphins want Tua. It doesn't. They don't care. It doesn't matter what the no, other it one does because
0: they, they know the Giants aren't right. It doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. And that's that's why, why when the Giants
1: the Giants tried this little BS smokescreen of being Herbert. really
0: into Justin Herbert, it was dumb.
1: That it, it's. I mean, I, I appreciate the effort, but it's it's where to they, me where,
0: where they went wrong. They should have never. It, it was to me. It was so foolish that the first time ever in life under the Dave Gettleman era. Sorry. They tried to put out a smokescreen, and it was that they love Justin Herbert. Why not put out a smokescreen, leak to the media that the Jaguars are all over Justin Herbert? Because I think the consensus is that Herbert or Miami likes Herbert more than they like Tua, and uh, Los Angeles probably likes Tua more than they like Herbert. So why not get Miami's feathers ruffled a little bit and leak out how much the Jaguars like him? They're the only team in the top ten that. Is worthy of trading up for a quarterback. So, why would, yeah, I have not heard one thing about a Jacksonville quarterback. Why not link that? The Giants are getting calls from the Jaguars to move up to four. Like, why are you putting out yourselves that 100% coming from them, too? That they're, they're trying. I give them credit for trying, credit where it's due. I appreciate the effort, but why are you putting it out that you're disinterested in Herbert? Why not do it with Jacksonville? Say Jacksonville's interested. That is going to incline a team like Miami to say, oh, fuck, excuse my language, oh, shoot, we got to go up there. We got to get right in front of them. We got to take the pick from the Giants and give them our second round pick or something like that. It was a good effort, but it was very, very poorly planned.
1: And also what I think people maybe aren't thinking about is – Honestly, as soon as I saw the news, the other, it broke the other day. As soon as I saw the news that the Giants were, you know, had, had multiple serious conversations with Justin Herbert and have been FaceTiming him, whatever. Honestly, all that tells me is Dave Gettleman has already said out loud to the public he wants this trade to be in place by Thursday night. He doesn't want this to be happening on the clock. He wants the parameters to basically be done. If you're if you're still trying these tactics you're not trying to increase the price you're trying to drum up interest you're trying to drum up interest that has not already been shown that 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 clearly you're not getting so you kind of try this you tr- you try this as a ploy to get somebody to start saying oh maybe the giants might have a might have a shot at this guy but you wouldn't bother even doing this in my opinion you wouldn't bother doing this if we already if, if the Chargers had already started talking to the Giants about a potential trade, right? So, yeah, if they could trade back, that would be awesome. If they could trade back, a couple of picks, still ideal. get their guy, and get some draft picks along the way. I mean, that would be the it's best ideal. scenario you it's could ideal. possibly.
0: Yeah. And we we, we talked about it in the beginning, like the pick from thirty six to ninety nine. That's a lot. So to get to get at least one in between there is huge. It's massive. Yeah literally massive. You could recoup what you lost for Leonard Williams and maybe even get one higher. So I agree with Gettleman in the fact that I would want the trade parameters to be in position before, before draft night, because with this technology and stuff, I don't trust. I don't think you you can can either. Right. Exactly. As much as you're a Gettleman fan, you can't trust that he's going to be well-equipped enough under the circumstances with everything going on that he can pull something together. So I'm with him in the fact that I would rather this be on the board ready to go right away. It's just a matter of like you said we're in a pretty shit position for that trade back to happen. If we were at 3, I think we could snag an offer in a heartbeat. It's all going to yeah, depend I think
1: I think the Lions could the Lions if they want, I think for sure they, could get a, could get a trade together. They
0: could get a haul. They could get a haul and they could still get Okuda if they want. It's just it's yeah. not It's a very difficult position. That's why I think as Giants fans, we need to. um, I I would say the majority, from what I see on Giants Twitter, if it's not Isaiah Simmons, it's let's trade back. Everybody knows we need more picks. I think Giants Twitter has finally realized that, (laughs) let's be smart enough to know that this team has a lot of holes and the best way you fill those holes is through high-end draft picks. So let's try and get another one as deeply and as, hard as we possibly can and if it doesn't happen we cannot be upset we're going to get right and, an I, and i think tackle for the future and we'll be set
1: i also think people are also thinking you need to be limited to selling picks you're selling your 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 draft pick at four to teams that are looking for quarterbacks you don't need to do that no. you know if you're if you're sitting at, at 12 and you're the jaguars and you think you know what the panthers are gonna are gonna take isaiah simmons in front of us and we want him they might make a, you know they might make a deal you got they got two first round picks yeah so true. I'm not saying that that the idea of a trade is impossible i'm just saying in the traditional way that people are thinking about generally drafting with only Miami or only la that's not that is not a scenario that's likely you have a better chance at trading a little bit further back into the first and like you said snacks accumulating a little more capital down the road mm-hmm but then you also got to deal with the fact that you're probably not going to get the guy you we want. You're right. probably going to be maybe maybe we do get an Andrew If you get if you get an Andrew Thomas at 12, that'd be great. Good but,
0: Lord. If you can get an Andrew Thomas at 12 and you could give me a pick between I don't know, 50 and, and 70. Oh, David, David. David.
1: David. It'll be a good night. It'll be a good David, night in Giants Land. I, and I am in no way disagreeing with that. I, I would love if they can execute a trade to move back, that would be awesome. It but would be.
0: It's ideal. I I'm don't not, think it's happening. I don't either. And I don't either. I don't think anybody listening to this should should think that and hope for it because you're going to get your hopes you're going to get your hopes dashed. If it happens, no. great, great, celebrate, enjoy. If not, just enjoy either Isaiah Simmons, a franchise changing defensive prospect, or accept a Jedrick Wills, Andrew Thomas, Makai Beckton. Well, not Makai Beckton, Tristan Wirfs as your franchise tackle. Right. Both ways, we're getting better. And I can throw Makai Beckton in there because his ceiling is very much the roof. So we yeah, listen. that's true. Either way, it's a win, win, win. We trade back, we draft an offensive tackle, we draft Simmons, or we draft a tackle. Stay at four and draft a tackle. It's a win, win, win.
1: Now, I do want to say this. There is a bigger part of me than I would like to admit that is scared to do this. Because there's enough of a part of me that does believe somewhere I could find myself in a very bad position tomorrow night. I promise everybody listening to this. I promise you. I promise. I promise this to Justin. If Dave Gettleman takes Derek Brown at number four, I will first of all probably do some Coke. do some damage to my liver that it's not prepared yeah. for. Yeah. In addition to that, <laughs> the next day. I will get on Twitter, I will live stream, and I will publicly denounce my support of Dave Gettle. You know what? I almost, I almost because hope that he takes will him. be. I almost hope he takes him. That <laughs> that will be the biggest case of malpractice I, I I've ever I've ever seen.
0: It's it's literally David. It's it's physically impossible if they say if Roger Goodell. Is- Stupid sob that he is gets on my <laughs> television screen from his home in his New York basement. and says with the fourth o- his basement. If he says with the fourth overall pick the New York Giants select like Derek Brown defensive tackle out of Auburn, I, I, I might renounce my fandom. <laughs>
1: that's a that's a that's a more I'm, serious uh, that's a more serious thing to say than what I said.
0: Yes, it is because I could tell you right now. There's three things in this world I care about, and I'll put them in this distinct order this distinct order the new york giants family breathing okay (laughs) that is how i that is how i prioritize my life every single day and if that is the pick i am going to strongly consider being done forever forever if my aunt had balls she'd be my motherfucking uncle okay
1: Uh, Yeah. See, you you uh, do do care about family
0: yeah yeah. uh yeah well technically yeah yeah, so great you got me you got me
1: but yeah, so that that's my one. That's my one. Uh, I'm I'm gonna put that out there now. And actually, I'd be even willing to say if they trade back and take him, I would still denounce
0: my. Eh, maybe I don't know that. That it depends. It, de- it depends what they. It just depends back. how, fa- they, how get, far back they, they get, end up trading. Right, right. If they trade out, if the four offensive tackles are off the board, where they say they trade back with like Jacksonville at nine, and somehow, some way, all four offensive tackles are off the board, and they take Derek Brown. I'm probably not going to be that mad. But if they trade back to nine and those four offensive tackles are off the board, hear me out, I would love a Jerry Judy or a CeeDee Lamb. Why not? Give, give, give me a playmaker. If you're not t- drafting one of those top four offensive tackles and Simmons is off the board, which seeing it in my head, Burrow, Young, Simmons, Okuda, just seeing like the players in my head right now, I don't think that's feasibly possible. I would take a receiver over on taking Derek Brown. Oh, absolutely. I, I would. And that's, that's not my philosophy, but I, I would 100% now, do
1: it. I do want to get, you know, we're, we're going to wrap this up. So, in the last couple of minutes here, I want to get a little kooky. All right. I like getting kooky. 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 So, I want to talk about a theory that I have that nobody is really talking about. And I'm not even 100% convinced it's even a possibility. But it's something I think that's worth thinking about as Thursday night progresses. Dave Gettleman showed last year that he is very, very willing to be active in the in the back end of rounds, even after he's done. So last year, remember he ended up trading back into the first round to go get why is my memory, my memory is my memory's failing me, uh, Snacks.
0: DeAndre Baker.
1: Right. So he, he trades back into the end of the first round to get DeAndre Baker. I could see that happening again. Now I think the bigger problem this year is he doesn't have the same draft capital he had last year.
0: That's, that's a major tilt. I do think
1: we have, there's been, you know, there's been rumors over the course of the last, I would say, two weeks or so um, that I do believe actually San Francisco 49ers, two first round picks, apparently have mm. significant, uh, somewhat significant interest in Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, not a Dave Gettleman guy. Dave Gattelman is on record no. saying the most important, you know, the most important thing that that a player can do for him is to be available, not be not be injured, be on the field. The best ability is availability. Amen. Now, shout out Eli. Absolutely.
0: So, how many games he missed? How many games last year he missed? Where did he play? Ten, I games? think so, maybe something like that whatever the case is, he he misses games continuously. His, his rookie year, he was a stud, but he missed like the first three games, whatever, yeah. whatever the case is. He, cannot he can't stay the on the right. field. I,
1: I like him. I, I want him to be really, really good, and I want him to put a full season together because his skill set is really unmatched at that position. And yes. he could and be so, 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 so good. But I don't know. I think if, if somebody comes knocking and the 49ers are the, are the team that jumps out to me, just because I know that they they have rumored to have interest. If the Niners come knocking at 31 and say, What would it take for you to part ways with Evan Ingram? And we and, and we sneak back into to the first round at number 31, and you've got a guy maybe like Kenneth Murray sitting on the board, or for some ungodly reason Patrick Winfield. Queen has fallen.
0: Patrick Queen. Oh. And
1: you walk out of the first out of the first day with your probably franchised left tackle and day one, your best linebacker. I think that's, you you get, you know, you're getting basically, if you go uh, Patrick Queen or you go Kenneth Murray there, you're dealing with Isaiah Simmons is one, a Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray are probably two and three. I don't know. I it's, it's an attractive thought. Now, now of course there's tons of reasons to believe that that's not going to happen. One being Evan Ingram's injury history. You know, I don't know. I don't know if a team's going to be willing to part ways with a first round pick for Evan Ingram. Now, You can play the game with, you know, okay, you trade your 20, you know, your 2021, 2022 second round pick, or you play those games. All I'm saying is my bold, I'm, I'm making this my bold take that by the end of the draft, Evan Ingram will no longer be a giant. I'm not saying I'm rooting for it, but if the right trade comes along, I would be happy with it.
0: Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll intervene right there, and that was – you asked me about an hour before we started recording to to bring up a, a bold take, and that was exactly mine too. I can see them dangling Ingram for for a pick like that, and I don't know if San Fran – listen, San Fran has the best tight end in football in, in George Kittle, but Ingram, some could argue, is – more he plays more like a wide receiver right
1: and and there's reasons to believe that he wouldn't work as a true wide receiver but
0: you know you put him right right i've seen people say the 12 personnel in a kyle shanahan system, dude that guy's gonna be all world he's he's gonna be on he's gonna be on slower linebackers and being open all the time it's a no-brainer for san francisco on the surface do they want to part with the 31 pick i don't know in my opinion if they could trade back into like the mid-second round with that thirty-one, somebody wants to trade up, and then they want to use that to trade us with Ingram, dude. Sign me up! But in this, in the in the situation, the the scenario that you played out, and they traded thirty-one, and you could get you could get your left tackle the future, and then you could get a Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray if they fall right there, and then you have you have pick thirty-six to address the center position, which I want to do as badly as anybody. I'm all on board drafting a tackle and drafting the center first two rounds. But if you can get that 31st pick, we are looking at a home run. And I, I will flip the, I'll flip the switch on you. I'll go on Twitter and I'll go live and I'll pronounce my love for I Young, would, my alliance. That would to be Dave amazing. Young. I will, I will fingerprint my finger like they do when you become a made man, in the mafia, I will fingerprint my finger. I will put blood on my finger and I will pour it over a Dave Gettleman pitcher as I burn it to sign of respect and show my alliance to Dave Gettleman. That's what I will do. With you. you know what I'll do? I'll tell you what I'll do. If 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 something
1: like that happens, okay, A, I'll be I'll do this because I'll be really excited that I was right. B, I'll do this because I, I, I will love Dave Gettleman that much more. I will go on NFLshop.com, make a custom jersey, and oh I will make it
0: Gettleman. Oh boy, oh boy, Gettleman! Oh boy. It'll be
1: a, it'll be number five because that we're gonna because we'll oh be going boy. for Super Bowl number five.
0: Wow, there you go. Oh boy, all right. You know what? That's. I think we just both made ridiculous claims on what we do, and I pray to God that you are wearing a number five day. How much
1: money is a custom jersey on NFL Shop?
0: Eh, probably like one fifty
1: worth it i'm gonna need i'm three i'm picks, gonna
0: three picks in the first 30 36 picks well worth absolutely. it absolutely i'm well gonna need it.
1: uh mike mckittrick to help me out with some bets so i can make up that money see so yeah, a little i'm giving him a little plug uh we're just you know we're a big little family plug. here we're a Big
0: family here that's it that's what we do at Blue. Bleed Bleed, but uh david i think uh i think i'm set man yeah i i i'm ready for i'm re- i am ready for this draft I'm also ready to get it the fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: I'm psyched for it. I'm really really excited. <laughs> I'm a little worried what's going to happen when the draft's over because then there's just going to be nothing. Like we're going to yeah, have the guy. We're going to have true. the guys. We're going to have and there's absolutely no OTAs. There's no training camp. There's no because you know the world's ending. But hey, we 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 got have to enjoy it while it's happening. It's going to give us hours and hours of enjoyment. Again, the Giants are in a are in a nice enough spot because you really have to feel like no matter what they do, they're gonna come out better than they was better than they started, and they're in about as about as likely a win 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 maybe position that you can be entering a draft. yep. um, so I think we're done. That was a lot longer than we intended it to be. We appreciate if you're still listening at this point. You know, whoever you want the Giants to take. I wish you the best, but at the end of the day, just appreciate that they got a player that's better than the player they're replacing, most likely. That is a beautiful way to Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So again, uh, Bleeding Blue is back. I am not going to make a promise as to when we'll be back. It will be soon, though. I can promise you that it will be soon. It will not be as long a hiatus as uh, we just ended um snacks thank you for joining us i have a feeling Amen. you will be joining us a lot more and yeah, i would we'll also suggest so. uh, you know you listeners might get used to some justin podcasts um because justin like Snacks said early on justin is doing god's work with talking giants they do a great job over there um but we hope that you will ride with us uh as we enter into a season that we hope to see um so snacks got any last thoughts
0: uh i i just want to say I really appreciate you guys listening, and um, David, this was a lot of fun. I really do think we we got something good going here. Let's continue the bleeding blue name. You made it great, Justin. You guys made it great. I think it's uh it it only it deserves to live on. So, um, like David said, it won't be as long as the fourteen year hiatus <laughs> it's been on since the last episode. So expect us soon. And again, appreciate your listening. Follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you guys want. Um, it's a pleasure. Let's go, Giants. And uh, this guy.
1: No holds bad. He he took me in the low post oh and won, but God.
0: I think we had on the varsity. You know.
1: That guy.
0: Oh, my that God. That guy is. How do you respect a New York general manager with a Boston accent as so disgusting as that?
1: Because he's he, he, he provides for us in the draft. Get off. Sign this off. Don't Sign worry.
0: Off. I'm done. All Sign right. It off. Sign it off. You motherfucker. Every breath you take, every move you take. I can't believe it. Every bond you break, no every bad. step you he, he take. He took me in a little. I, I can't I can't think we had on the bassity. Every single day. I love That's a good note. That's a good that note. Thank you. I appreciate it. I
1: really want to put on. It. Bleeding Blue's going on another hiatus. You stay, All right, be- I'm going to end this then because I don't want that to happen. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Go Blue.